Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. We are your exclusive home for Ninja Turtles news, apparently. Uh, I'm here with Jeff, one of your newsmen, and I'm Sergio, your other newsman. Hey, newsman Jeff, what have you been up to? Hey, shut up with your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so so, uh, we were... I feel like a news type guy. What's that? A news type guy with a terrible accent. <laughs> Sorry for any New Yorkers. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if that's what that was. I don't know. <laughs> Tune in for your favorite news. <laughs> uh, how was that? How was that? Was that, was that Imagine like you was like this terrible, like you know, tweed jacket and the hat and the you, you got from like a you know used clothing store. I have a tweed jacket that I got from a used clothing store, so we a might worse be on looking to something. One than the one that you already have. <laughs> well, uh, Je- hi Jeff. Um, Hello. How, how how have you been these past two weeks, buddy? Been pretty good, man. How about you? I've been uh, pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. Like I'm still here. <laughs> Kids haven't run you down completely yet. It's the summer, man. I'm hanging on by a thread. Man, you can you can make it, dude. I I feel for for uh, teachers. Like teachers have to deal with like fifteen of those things at a time. I've got I've got two. One that's thir- one that's thirteen. One that's eleven. And then I got a two year old, but he's honestly the easiest of the three. And oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> well, um. So let's we have a main topic, of course, uh, and that is 2K3. We also have a lot of other 2K3 stuff, apparently. Uh, Jeff, let's what's our first segment? Because I don't want to jump into news quite yet. It's time to see what's in that bodacious box, baby. What accent was that? I don't know. I think I was channeling Wolfman Jack or something. (laughs) I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, it's it's done on our boxes. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I don't have anything in my box. So you go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I'll go. Then how about I? How about I go? Uh, I got a, a couple of things from Target. I was able to track down a uh, Casey Jones as the Phantom of the Opera. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which. That means I am up to date on those NECA figures. Uh, the only one that has not been announced and I don't have is the Shredder Dracula, which I don't think we've seen yet. Have we? I don't know. No, we haven't. No, no I, I think it's been like alluded to and maybe even leaked, but I don't think we've seen a, a mold. Was there an image on the back? No. Yeah, no, not like, yeah, Entertainment Earth has a listing for Dracula Monster Shredder, but it says that it's from Sideshow Collectibles, so who knows what's going on. Uh, Yeah, so I guess that's just the assumption we're all making. Needless to say, I'm caught, I, I can't wait. So, um, the other thing that I got was Jersey Red and that other guy. Yeah. The two pack from from Target, uh, I've 
I guess those two packs that nobody wants that are just kind of warming shelves right now. I, uh, I guess I'm just going to buy those whenever I get a spare 60 bucks mm-hmm. because who, who's going to stumble into target and say, Oh, I really want that two pack of these characters that I don't remember and don't actually have memorable names. So yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's where I'm at on those. Um, I've been visiting targets left and right at every opportunity because the, the new Mirage four pack is hitting everywhere. Mm-hmm. And April. Yeah. I'm not that worried about the April. I'm much more worried about the, the, uh, the four pack. Yeah. Because uh, there's actually a lot of things hitting. There's there's some. Uh, I think Spl- Splinter is hitting as well, and so is a Casey with a red shirt instead of a blue shirt. Like, Ooh. yeah. Also, uh, there's a the battle damage shredder that's hitting, and a new uh, foot soldier that's hit. Like, there's a whole bunch of things hitting target right now. But the one that I'm most worried about is that four pack, mm-hmm. because those get snatched up immediately and the resale value on them skyrockets much more than say a, a, an April O'Neil ultimate figure, you know, stores are only getting like five or six of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the best way to not feed the scalpers is not to pay them like that. Exactly. If you don't agree with buying stuff and reselling it, don't buy it from the resellers. That's, that's the easiest way. Um, but you know, we, me and you have differing, differing opinions on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right now, the market is not super hot on collectibles, so a lot of them are just sitting on eBay, not actually being resold. So I'm 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 just worried that I'm gonna have to go, go outside of Target to find it, and that's just a pain, you know. Yeah. It's much easier just to walk into Target, say, "Give me that," and take it home. Do better, Neca. <laughs> Make more. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I that's all I got. Uh, I have one more thing coming. We'll talk about that next time. So uh, if you didn't get anything, then that means we're on to our next segment. Now it's time for Secret of the News. Yeah, news. We we have a decent amount of news this time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you want to take the first news topic, Jeff? Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about the huge thing first, or are we gonna come back to it? We can talk about the huge thing. Let's Let's do the huge thing right now because not only is it huge, but we broke the news. We did, and so here's the thing. My buddy Crimson gave me a heads up, like, "Hey, I found this." I'm like, "Oh snap! Is this legit?" And from the looks of it from on the site, I was like, okay, this looks a little a little dicey, even for me. <laughs> um, but my buddy combs through stuff, and, you know, there are sites that have listings that pop up as soon as things pop up. And sometimes it'll be, you know, the, the listing will be there for like a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, and there won't be you know, anything that pops up or on the retail sites or whatever. And that certainly has been the case in the past. Now we do have, I do have an update on this. And of course we're talking about 
the complete 2K3 series coming to home video plus the Turtles Forever movie on DVD. <laughs> I love that you still call it home video like it's 1995. Coming look, to home video this summer. Look, it's nostalgic. It makes me happy. Moving forward. <laughs> it's cute. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's DVD. And yeah. I have no problem with it being DVD. I mean, I do. Like, it, it was originally a standard definition television show. They're releasing it on a standard definition format. Like, that tracks. It Obviously, there are better ways to do it. But it's not well, like they're neutering the content. Well, here's the thing. Like, the, it was animated, like, at, at some point in the 2000s, they stopped doing stuff the traditional you know, hand-drawn way in the sense of animation cells, and then they switched to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened with Samurai Jack. That happened with Batman Beyond uh, in its later seasons. Um, uh, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, the Tartakovsky series, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely of that era. So it would make sense that, you know, digital, you know, likely digital masters exist. So being able to upconvert or upscale or whatever um, is a thing because it's available in HD on Vudu and Amazon Prime and True. Paramount Plus, but not as good a quality as the other two. Maybe I'm not sure. I have to like you know, I'd have to triple check. I don't have Paramount Plus right now, but um, you know, there's a way to do it. Well, uh, true, true. But are you do you believe for a second that Viacom is going to put the extra money into doing it? No, because they're lazy. No, because there's there's no reason to do it. I see. Again, I disagree. They're not going to make the money back doing it. It's not it's not worth their investment. There have been. You know, I checked the comments. There's a lot of people that like, wait, DVD, what year is this? And, you know, it's the whole like. You know, there are a lot of people that would want it on Blu-ray. Now, there's a whole company out there that ditched the DVDs completely, and they do nothing but Blu-rays. And they even put standard definition on Blu-ray, and it's higher bit rates, better better quality than it would be compressed on a DVD, and they they make it work. I have a lot of those releases. It's a company called Discotech Media. It, it could be done, but these companies just, besides them, nobody else is doing that. Yeah, because it's not a profitable business venture. Like uh, that, it's. It, I'm sure if if it was crazy profitable, that company would be skyrocketing in in like the size of their business. And and honestly, if that was happening, then they would have competition with other companies doing it including your Viacoms and your Sonys and, and and your Warner Brothers and everyone, because they would see, oh, hey, there's a market for this weird stuff. Sure. But as it stands, the the the, the physical media market is dying. And any time that they release something to DVD is it's kind of a an olive branch. It's like a fine here. Shut up. It's 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 not a, it's it's not seen as a g- growth business. Again, I totally disagree. 
but it's not a matter of disagreeing, Jeff. It's a, it's the truth. The numbers are out there. Uh, you know, you can't disagree with the truth. <laughs> it's you know, I, I I look at the numbers. There's still physical media still sells a lot. It does sell a lot is not the word. A ton. A ton is definitely not the word because that's more than a lot. Moving forward. Physical media does sell. I'm not saying that it doesn't. However, seeing a thousand comments on one article about, oh, why is it not Blu-ray? That just means a thousand people are angry. That doesn't mean they're going to make that the investment they need to put in to get their money back is is like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And this is the year that it would like if it was going to happen, it would be this year because this is the 20th anniversary. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of questions um about this release um the site and and i've checked blu-ray.com and there's a forum and people are talking about it it's saying that it's manufacturer on demand i really hope that's not the case because those are not those are always just not always the best um that's true and uh that that is it is a little scary now it the listings have have popped up there's an amazon listing uh, there's a couple of other sites that have listings for it. There's no you can't pre-order it at certain places just yet. So I'm sure we'll update you on on this news when we get more information. And I'm I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. Like I have so many questions. Is Turtles Forever the widescreen uncut extended edition? Probably not, because it's probably just gonna be a repack. Probably. Um, uh, are, 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 will all the episodes be their correct runtime? Will they be in the correct order? You know, all these questions, 18 disc for what? 155 episodes. That's, ah, that, mm. we can do the math on that real quick. Yeah. Uh, 18 discs, assuming turtles forever is on its own disc, which would mean 155 divided by 17. That's nine episodes a disc. It's not horrible. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. And let's see, nine episodes of disc at 20. Let's see, times 21 minutes. What is one uh, divided by 60? That's three hours per disc. So that that math works. Yeah. Now, uh, it, yeah, I, your concerns are absolutely valid. Manufacture, manufacturer on demand is not ideal. Uh, we do need an official release of that uh, of the extended version of Turtles Forever. The runtimes are weird because there are those weird interstitial things between commercial breaks. Yeah. And there's also since the release of them in, on digital, there's now a Nickelodeon bumper on the front. Yeah. So do you count the Nickelodeon bumpers? Do you count the interstitial things in the middle? It's it's I can't imagine there's going to be any missing. Like scenes. Yeah, because that would take work. <laughs> like the only thing, you know, you probably wouldn't have maybe like the ending logos that say, you know, Mirage on the end or, you know, four kids or, or whatever, you know, actually, the those are on those are on the uh those are on the digital versions. Are they? Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, they're they're on the digital versions. Like it's it's it literally just looks like an uploaded video from a DVD um, on the digital stuff. So uh, who knows? Who knows? It, it's 
it's cool. It's something that we've literally been complaining about for what, 15 years, it seems like. I think it's 20. Yeah, 20. Total. Oh, no. No, the show's only been around 20. So I'd say like 12 years. Yeah. I mean, we've had physical for them. You know, you could put everything together and, you know, episodes were out of order and whatever. Um, we never yeah, got. Yeah, back, back to the, to the sewer. sewer. Yeah. We never got that here. Um, yeah. I got it from Australia. Yeah. So, so like, as, as, as not ideal as this is, it is still good news. Yeah. I just, I just want a quality release that's done proper, but it's a studio release and those are not always like at the fans best. They don't always have the fans best interest at heart. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, look at the two K twelve box set, yeah. all repack discs. Nothing, and and know. so so was the eighty seven box set, all repack dick, di- well, they, discs. Well, they, they did relabel all the discs, though. They didn't, you know, just put everything from the single releases back in there. They it relabeled was, the discs, but the content on the discs are is the same. Correct. But yeah. on this for the two K twelve, they didn't even relabel the discs, and it confused. Mm-hmm. The crap out of everybody are you really yeah that's wild yeah if you look it up on amazon right now somebody posted a picture hang on i'll send it to you that is bonkers dude here you go i sent it to the skype chat oh my god yeah none of that makes any sense dude i this did you buy it i didn't buy it but I am just clapping like getting away with that is fan freaking tastic. It's yeah. it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But to have the balls to just be like, eh, it's still all the same discs in a box. You see just, why I have no confidence in Paramount? Let, let them figure it out later. <laughs> Turkeys. Get it right. I love it. I love how lazy this is. It's completely in line with everything Ninja Turtles. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, that's the big news. We we have other news. Yeah. Uh, you want to take the next one? Um. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Uh. Well, we do. Uh. You know, since uh we we announced last time that uh, uh Shredder's Revenge is getting uh new DLC content. Uh and Usagi Ujimbo is joining the fray. Wait, and we, we didn't talk about this being news. What? What is this? We didn't no. talk about this? Oh, well, let me go ahead and just tell you. We have a voice actor. Oh, okay. And it is Yuki... I don't want to mispronounce this name, but Yuki Matsuzuki. Okay. Uh, who is the voice of Usagi from 2K12. That's a nice touch. It's a very nice touch. I kind of was expecting them to get Townsend Coleman, but I guess in keeping with her tradition of an actual, you know, um, actor of ethnicity. Uh, well, they can't hire an actual rabbit. Japanese. They can't hire an actual rabbit. That's not what I'm... T- 
Did he have an accent on on the the 2K two K twelve show? Yes. I don't remember that at all. Hmm. He was Japanese. I believe uh, I believe you. It, it's just I wouldn't feel the need to hire a Japanese person for the voice of a rabbit is what I'm saying. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, somehow I completely missed that news. Good catch. Good yeah. catch, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the next one. So uh, we're getting a new pop figure. A, another new pop figure. Uh, of course. There. Yeah. We're we're, of course, getting all of the ones based on the mo- new movie. Uh, but we're also getting kind of a, a stealth drop to uh, not. It's not a stealth drop, but it's it's being dropped to um, previews. A last Ronin pop figure. Yeah. Yeah. Which which makes sense, considering it is based on a comic. It's finally the the exclusivity almost makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and might I say, homie looks great. He does. I'm thinking there might be an alternate with a nunchuck, maybe, and a bow staff. I don't know. Who knows? So you might be right. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't want there to be two of these. There will be. There'll be an unhooded one too. An, <laughs> I'm uh, go don't call it. Don't speak that into existence. It's out there. Don't do it. Now they have been kind of under fire, you know, because there's like been a lot of pops that are going to be going into a landfill because they made too many. So yep. like way too many. So they could be scaling back, but it, from all, you know, accounts, it doesn't look like, look like they are. I feel like they're scaling back on production numbers and not on the number of figures. Does yeah. that make sense? So yeah, like no. you, you make a hundred figures at a 500, you know, figure clip rather than a hundred figures at 10,000 figures at a, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's w- what they're scaling back, which, which I guess is good. That means uh, if that's the case, then that means artists are still getting to work. Yeah. But yeah, this is cool. This, this is, this is real cool. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Philip at offbeat to get this ordered. Yeah. Um, speaking of figures, uh, playmates is at it again. I mean, you got to cash in on that mutant mayhem. That's true. Uh, so the apparently the street date for the mutant mayhem playmates figures is like six twenty five, uh, and a, a lot of stores are already putting them out uh, and yeah. selling them. But along with all of those, they're also uh, playmates is also releasing a re-release of mutating the mutating turtles. Yeah, mutating. That's you know, with an apostrophe um, and they come in, you know, like a box. They're the, these are the exact figures that we we had as a kid, right? Yeah. I still have, I, I have a uh, Raphael. Okay. I might actually pick up Raph. If I see, if I see him in person, I might, I might pick him up. I'm not doing all four of them. I need Mikey. Uh, uh, the box art is beautiful on that. It's, it, it's the same is art. Is this the original? Box art? I believe so, yeah. Me, let me do some googling. Um, More or less. Oh, it is. It looks like it's kind of tough to Google <laughs> mutating turtles. It keeps wanting to say mutant turtles. Did 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 you mean mutant turtles? No, no, sir. Huh? It's like no 
Google. I said what I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. It, 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 look at that. Yeah, that's a that's tough to tough to Google. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. I, I hope the figures are decent. There's a lot. There's literally more moving parts inside of them, so there's a lot more points of failure. I found the listing on Mercari. It's exactly the same. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's good to know. Take, give or take some, uh, you know, positioning of stuff. You know, they probably added some new. Yeah, you know, there's like a new logo in the top right corner and stuff. But yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much the same more or less. Okay. It's that's kind of like what they did with the the turtle van. Uh, they use the same, basically the same art for it, but there's a picture in the, the, the picture of the kid with a mullet in the bottom corner or the top corner is gone. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, that, those are kind of cool. So last episode, uh, what was in my box was a die cast. What was it? A, like a Ford Mustang or Chevy Camaro that mm-hmm. came with a small Raphael, uh, action figure diecast thing well in that episode i'm like hey there's probably going to be two more of these a michelangelo and a donatello well in the time between that episode and today there was a reveal that donatello will be sold with a party wagon that's pretty cool yeah and i feel like that's going to be the one that sells a lot of a lot of units likely um because it, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would assume it's also die cast metal. Which means it's going to be a it's going to be beefy. Yeah, it's going to have some heft to it. Yeah. It looks really nice. Really does. Uh, I w- you can pre-order them currently on uh, Big Bad for like 32 bucks. So I yeah I've already pre-ordered mine because you know once I start the collection I've got to finish it right yeah it's uh, like one of those where you could get like those nice display cases that they make and like that has like the black bottom and like the the uh, the acrylic white clear see-through cover on the top mm-hmm. yeah um I need to get one of those I have a um a Mach five uh, speed racer car signed by the uh, American voice actor. Uh, which I need to in encase in, you know, a nice display case. You probably should. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and j- just so you know, this isn't really news. Apparently it's already on the market, but the Michelangelo one has been released already. Oh, cool. Uh, he is with a Volkswagen Beetle. Of course, a Volkswagen Beetle with a Ninja Turtles paint job. So that one I will also be picking up, but it's not I, again. I don't see that one moving as many units and being nearly as sought after as the party wagon. So I went ahead and pre-ordered the party wagon. Yeah. Um, what's this news about the Super 7 party wagon? So for those of you that remember. um, Super 7 was basically kind of like carbon copying playmates uh turtles figures and they kind of got into some trouble with playmates and they had to change some figures around and stuff and i think didn't the rat king just like disappear completely yes the the rat know. king got removed from the release schedule and um, they were in the process of doing 
uh, the party wagon or you know turtle van, and they kind of stopped, and they're redoing it. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. It like how this thing was the the par, the party wagon that was gonna be like what four hundred bucks or something. Three to four hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm not I'm not spending that. Yeah, yeah that that was never going to be a purchase for me. No. But for them to like, how different is it? Do we know? It's still kind of like from the footage that I had seen. Um, it was like red and orange, and like it's in like I think you know. I don't want to say early stages, but it's not it's not a final, you know, uh, look at it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So this is still this is a prototype that they're they're still changing some stuff up. Um, why are the wheels pizzas? I don't know. (laughs) Like that. That's my only big question is like make the changes you have to make to not piss off playmates. That's fine. But why are the wheels pizzas? I mean, because they can be. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. I don't know, dude. I ain't spending four hundred dollars on that. (laughs) I'm definitely not going to do it now that the wheels are pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're in a really weird position right now. And I don't feel like I don't. I, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, we do have to say out loud, all of this is alleged. It was never actually proven that Playmates was behind the re-sculpting of all of the Super 7 stuff, but there was enough writing on the wall and enough en- enough back alley channels mentioning it that it's probably true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what's next? Um... Not really news, news, but like there was an early screening of Mutant Mayhem, and mm-hmm. the reception and response was rather positive. I heard it was there was like a standing ovation. Yeah, and that's of course promising, but again, early screenings are kind of loaded with people you want to really love the movie anyway yeah you know it's it's these are the softball viewers that are going to like any kind of trash that you put on the screen i'm not saying it's trash i'm just saying i don't know if that's really a measuring stick that we can rely on Mm -hmm. but it is good to hear that you know someone's liking it yeah i mean you know, anytime we get like a new iteration or whatever, and it's like, you know, oh, well, this isn't mine or blah, 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 or I'm, I'm 87 or die. And, you know, I was like, come on, guys, come on, <laughs> be be open minded. I'm guilty of, of of hating on Rise, and I completely retracted that statement after I watched it. Now it's like one of my most beloved series. And Mutant Mayhem very well could be in that same category. You know, as Rise, like people looked at it and like, I ah, didn't really give it a chance. But then a- after people started watching it, they started grooving with it. And now it has a huge fan base. So we'll see. Will it appease, you know, 30 year old fans? Will it get new fans? I'm, sh- you know, 
maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I, I it's just that Turtles fans are very fickle at times. They, uh, I don't want to say they're hard to please because they're not trying to be pleased in a lot of cases. Uh, but we'll see. I have high hopes. It's for sure a mi- uh, a, a mixture. Yeah. Um. Here's some also not news. I, I stumbled across a store full of Hawaiian shirts, right, uh, on online. It's the, it's the Habby, Habby store. Uh-huh. The, yeah, the Habby design store. And they have a bunch of Ninja Turtle Hawaiian, themed Hawaiian shirts. And they're licensed. It's all real stuff. And some of them are really, really dope. I checked it out. It does look rather cool. Yeah, the, there's one that is like the like the tearaway collage from the from the the 30th anniversary like you know art style mm-hmm. that I kind of want to spend the 35 bucks just to buy it looks really cool I can't imagine showing up somewhere actually wearing it though I can it's you <laughs> I mean you can rock a Hawaiian shirt hey if you can walk a rock a, a tweed jacket you can rock that, a, a Hawaiian shirt I'll wear it underneath my tweed jacket. How about that? I don't know. Uh, that <laughs> might, that be, might be a little too much in this heat. <laughs> yeah, it, like, you show up wearing this shirt, you're making a statement. You, you are alienating a significant number of people. And that might be what you want to do that day. You know what? I'm a Bobby one. Just, just, just for the shell of it. You should do it. You know? Uh, but yeah, there's, there's some really wild designs. There's some more subtle ones. Uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, it's uh, happening. They have the Shredder's Revenge or Return of the Shredder, uh, Japanese Genesis box art. That's mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I, that's I saw that's that one. That, yeah. Instant purchase <laughs> right there. <laughs> And honestly, 35 bucks for these is not unreasonable. And saving into the shirt folders. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do we have? I don't think we talked about this. I knew it was coming. I just never mentioned it. Uh, so Rise of the TMNT, for a very short period of time, had a comic book, right? Mm-hmm. It uh, had a it, a it had a five issue series. And then like a like a uh, a mini series named Sound Off, and that's pretty much it. There it was published by IDW. It was you know going to be a companion piece, just like the show. When when the, when the show went up in flames, so did the book. It was not renewed, and so there's only like eight. What is it? Eight eight issues or something like that. It's it's not much, but they are packaging it all together as Rise of the Turtles. Uh, the complete adventures, and it's going to have a hidden city short uh, in it that I think is new. Yeah, uh, yeah, hidden city short story. Uh, and uh, I buy all of this stuff anyway. I'll probably end up getting it probably pretty soon. Um, but it's it's a nice reminder. Hey, there is still more rise we have not covered, and that makes I'm me pretty happy. Makes me happy too. Because we'll be able to read those and get 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 our get our rise fix one more time. Yeah, 
Um, we are running low on this news now. Uh, what else? Oh, Shapeshift Records. Remember a couple of months ago we talked about the the vinyl release of Pizza Dudes Got Thirty Seconds. Yeah. Uh, what was that? The one that was all uh, like chip tune movie music. Yeah. So they released a a, a pretty cool uh, trailer for the digital release of that that collection of tracks. Uh, it's coming out on. Uh, does it have a date? I don't know if it has a date. Mm, yeah, mm, I don't see a date. No date yet. Yeah, uh, but so if you if you missed out on the record, uh, the the vinyl record release, then here's your chance to to to, to pay them for this. You know these chip tune tracks. I still don't know why this exists, but hey, Shapeshift, get your get your get your money. I mean, look, there's something out there for everybody. I absolutely love these, like the promos that they put together. Like, I want that video game. But that's what makes it weird that. Yeah, that wasn't a video game. I know it wasn't, but I want it. It's like they did like some like artists did like artwork for like a Shaun of the Dead, like beat up. And, you know, there was no footage or anything like that. I'm like, OK, I, I want that. I want to play that. And, and that's the thing. You put that trailer on Twitter or on Facebook. You start getting people doing that exact same thing. Oh, well, I want to play that game. It's like, well, that's not really, really what we're selling, which means that your that your promo that you cut is useless. If you're trying to sell music and people ask you, hey, when is that video game coming out? Then you have failed. Maybe I'm just just speaking for the just speaking as an advertiser. Not that that's but I'd fire somebody if that was the case. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, I, I think that does it for news, Jeff. Does it? I think we're out. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yep. OK. All right. Fantastic. Well, we have a main topic, which we're going to get to momentarily. But for now, what's next, Jeff? A snack break? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take a snack break, Jeff. <laughs> we'll be back with more Shellheads. So, hey, welcome back. So, so Jeff, while we were gone, I found some more news. Did you now? I did. Uh, did you get the link that I sent you? I did. So I don't know if this counts as movie spoilers because it might. I don't know. I. It's because we haven't seen the movie, but it's so a turtle four pack popped up on Walmart.com for a short period of time uh, before it got yanked. And it's a basically a four mutant mayhem turtles wearing costumes uh, almost like it's halloween uh, leonardo is a cowboy donatello is a star trek is is that spock that's spock yeah that's spock uh raphael is an astronaut and and michelangelo looks to be a yacht rock performer <laughs> I would say Michelangelo goes Hawaiian. 
goes Hawaiian. Now, I guess that's a that's a better way to put it. Uh, yeah. So this popped up to purchase on Walmart.com, and there were there was a picture. So unless this is an extremely elaborate Photoshop, which is very weird to to do, uh, it looks like we're getting like a wave of the mutant mayhem characters in costume. It's, you know, it just takes me back to the let's do whatever we can with Ninja Turtles figures to sell them. And I had astronaut Raphael. Oh, I did too. I might still have him somewhere. You know, that's like one of my favorite figures. It was great. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool. And I feel like, Doing this is too like it's on the nose. It's not that it's too on the nose. Like this is exactly what you would expect from Turtles figures. But you don't do this unless you know the movie's a hit. Yeah. You don't do this unless you know, hey, the first figures flew off the shelves. We've got to replace them with something. How about these stupid things? You know, so that makes me feel like there's a Halloween sequence in the movie. That's entirely possible. That's why I say, is this a, a spoiler? Because this being, if, if there's a Halloween sequence in the movie and this is how they dress up in, during Halloween, then the movie is specifically referencing all of these classic classic figures, which mind blowing is gr- that that's fantastic. Yeah. But we won't know until we see the movie. Right. So, I, I mean, look, you can expect a lot of weird stuff you know, to promote this movie. We're even getting, uh, and I forgot to mention this, we're getting Mr. Potato Head Ninja Turtles. Yes, we are. That was in the toy book. I was actually about to talk about those. They just look brown avocados to me, which I guess is what a potato looks like. I mean, I couldn't say what I wanted to say, but you guys can probably figure it out. Uh, Were you about to make an eggplant joke? Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep no. it above. Keep, keep, take the high road, Jeff. No, no. It. These, these are the <laughs> weirdest looking things. <laughs> like, it's it's 2023. Playmates is clearly or, or Nickelodeon is running out of ideas. This is hilarious. They're making a a silent Bob, Mr. Potato Head. So yeah, I think anything is possible. Yeah, uh, like this is <laughs> this is who makes Mr. Potato Head? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Isn't that Hasbro? That seems right. It, it's it's like Hasbro is seeing the the waning uh, pop figure market and they're like, here's our chance, guys. Because <laughs> this 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 screen has, let's see, Squid Game Potato Heads, Burton Ernie, Chucky, Star Trek. uh yeah, of Silent Bob. Like, there's a lot of pop culture Mr. Potato Heads here, and all of them just look incredibly bizarre. Yeah, it's their Pop Taters line. Yeah, I don't see this going much of anywhere. No. But hey, I if I see the, one of those stupid things on a shelf, I might buy them. You might get, like, Raphael. I, don't make me lie. Don't make me lie. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess that in, roll all that up into news. Um, 
let's let's talk about our main topic, Jeff. All right. Uh, what is our main topic? We are diving into more, which is very appropriate. Uh, 2K3, uh, season four, starting with episode 10. That's correct. Uh, we, we watched all these episodes and I, it has been a very long time since I watched season four of 2K3. I'm just going to be completely honest. Same here. Again, because like I didn't watch a lot of this all the way through. I would like catch an episode here and there. Of course I would catch up on the DVDs, but then when I found out that like those, what was it like a three or four episode, you know, releases, some of the episodes are out of order. And I was like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the season four had a proper season release. It was season three that had the terrible, where these episodes found situation. Okay, again, it's been a really long time, and I think I have those all boxed up somewhere. No, um, no, no, you're like, regardless, you don't just start watching this show in season four. Yeah. You know, you yeah. start from the beginning, so you've seen season one a bunch. You might have seen season two almost as much. Season three, not nearly as much as the first two. And season four, you might have been through once, maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's typically how it goes with any show. So I'm not saying this is uncharted territory for me, but these episodes are just a faint memory. So watching yeah. them again is like opening a brand new figure. <laughs> I agree. Uh, what do you think of the ones that we watched? Overall, I really enjoyed these episodes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like we're we're very much in the post uh, post shredder story arc, and I feel like specifically in these what is it eight nine episodes that we watched, there's some compelling ideas thrown out there that again I don't remember, but I really do like, and the character work that they do with Leonardo mm-hmm. is unlike anything the show had done with anyone else. Yes. So it, it's 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 a good run. It's and and somehow these feel more adult. They really do. They're getting darker. It's more in line with I would say some of the like the some of the Batman the animated series episodes. Mm-hmm. Um which is really nice to see because I of course I would rank 2K3 right up there with Batman animated, uh, X-Men animated, 90s Spider-Man as like one of the greatest comic adaptation uh, animated series. Uh, yes. Yeah. That I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's just get to the episodes because I actually took notes this time, Jeff. I took some notes. Like I haven't taken notes in quite a long time, but I got two or three episodes in and I was like, you know what? I, there's stuff here that I need to remember. So, so that's, that's what I did. Um, the, come on, where is it? All right. The first episode that we watched was dragon. Was it dragons rising? Dragon rising dragon. No, is it plural? Is it dragons or is it dragon? 
Dragon, wait. Dragon Dragons Rising. Rising. All right, cool. Uh, so, quick synopsis of uh, Dragons Rising. Uh, as Hun expands the Purple Dragon's power via illicit arms trades, the Turtles and Casey Jones seek to stop him yet again. Leonardo continues to unduly press his brothers, while Casey seeks revenge on Hun for causing a tragic event during his childhood. So, yeah, this episode opens with a pretty, uh, it, with a voiceover from Casey, uh, kind of re-explaining his, how his backstory ties into the purple dragons and his dad. Right. Yeah. And with that, that kind of sets the tone for the entire adventure. Uh, I what let's see what my notes are here. Um, Hun main baddie now, <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're, they are having to figure out what to do. This almost this whole season, I believe, is them just narratively trying to figure out what to do after the shredder. Right. Yeah. And this episode feels like Hun is the big he he has gotten a promotion. It certainly feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if he really earned it, but here we are. Um as it says here, Jeff will like this one. There's very little story and a lot of action. Hey, look, I like a lot of story and, and action. I, I like a combo mix. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Leo still angry. Those are my notes. Yeah, that I. OK. <laughs> yeah, it's I, like I didn't go crazy with the notes, but I did write very specific things. Um, Leo being getting progressively angrier over the episodes here is a direction that I never imagined 2K3 would go. It's very welcoming. Um, instead of like, it's always like, so like, you know, instead of it being like a cookie cutter, like here, buy these toys show, it was very much, we're going to tell a story first and then we'll tell, we'll, we'll sell toys later. As opposed to the 87 cartoon, which was like, oh, here's a mutant of the week. Right, right, right. And there was like little to no character growth um, in in that entire series. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I say that until you maybe get to the Red Sky season and they kind of, you know, stop joking around so much and eating pizza and get serious. But <laughs> it's it's not on the level of this. And it's. It's it's so wonderful to have all the the just one giant continuous overarching story and narrative that as this goes. And it's something that just, you know, you don't see as much anymore because like they'll go they'll call back to other stuff. I'm like, OK, hey, guys, you remember when this happened? I'm like, we're going to talk about that this episode. I was like. Or we're going to deal with that in this episode. Like, oh, (laughs) I did freaking forget about that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but the episodes, it's not really like, it could be like, kind of like a, you know, an issue on the news stand of the week. Yeah. There's some connectivity there, but it's not, you know, you don't have to, you know, watch the entire narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get it. And it's not necessarily filler because there's still some good stuff is going on in the in this episode. 
Right. The thing is, is the story that they're telling in the episode is pretty inconsequential overall. However, what they're like, the story is told within the the arc of Leonardo and what he's going through. Yeah. You know, it's just the next step, the next evolution of his anger and his his shame and his resentment and him trying to come to terms with, you know, everything that has happened. And we need episodes like this because it paves the way for where his where his story goes. Yeah. Without episodes like this, it would just feel unearned. Right. I mean, basically, Leo's Batman. <laughs> Leo's Batman. There, there you go. Because he, uh, does, he, he, he does a Batman move in this uh, episode to get information out of one of the, the purple dragons. That's right. He, like, dangles him off of a building, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> what what'd you think of Dragons Rising? I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Called it. Yeah, you did call it. You know, we get we got a we got a lot of cool stuff. We got the uh, purple dragon like rocket surfboard things. Uh, get a little bit of that action in the air and stuff. And there's like there's there's I, I love a good heist story, yeah. no matter yeah. what it is. And this was a really good one. You get everything from like stuff going on in the air. You got you got stuff going on on land. You know, it's uh, it's nice. Just it's just an action packed uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just the father in me coming out. Uh, but at the beginning of the episode, when the when the purple dragons um, take over that airplane. They shoot the pilots with like darts. You know, like like sleep. Oh, darts. they're dead. They shoot them with sleep darts, and they just kind of put them to the side. Basically, go, the writers going out of their way to say these guys aren't being murdered. Pretty sure they are. But then later in the episode, that exact same plane crashes. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. <laughs> so I'm like, you just you knock them out so you can kill them later. Is is that is that how you decided to write this story, guys? Well, I mean, it was moving such at such a fast pace. They're like, nobody's going to notice what well, we did. I noticed. <laughs> Hun, you're guilty by association. Uh, 20 years later, we we caught on. It's like, wait a minute. Those guys died. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. Like, Four Kids was notorious back in the day for, like, when they would put anime or whatever on their, you know, the channels that they would edit the crap out of that stuff. They didn't touch uh, a 2K3. Well, they that. didn't have to. It was made specifically for that. Exactly. Channel. Yeah, for but that. Like, yeah, for the, how yeah. much can we get away with on Saturday morning? <laughs> uh, I actually have a note later specifically about that. Uh, anything else for Dragons Rising? Um... I got a I got a little feeling of like you know Air Force One here like with the you know yeah inside the plane that was kind of cool. Um, let's see, do I have any? Oh, one of my favorite moments was uh at the beginning of the episode with um 
Master Splinter, Casey, and, and Raphael playing poker. Mm-hmm. And that was just like delightful to see because it's like, oh, is Master Splinter <laughs> scamming them? I think I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure he's hustling them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that, that, that was cool. That was cool. You, you also have to remember that, like, that was around the height of, like, poker culture. Oh, yeah. When, like, it was all over TV. Yeah. 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 So it, it makes it makes sense for the turtles to be like, hey, we're playing poker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, kids, don't worry. It's like, we'll teach you how to we'll teach you how to hustle. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about Jim Rummy. <laughs> Did I say Jim Rummy or no, Jim Rummy? <laughs> Jim Rummy. It was Jim created, Rummy. I mean, hey, that that's probably who invented it. <laughs> Good stuff. Welcome to tonight's NBA action. I'm Jim Rummy. Right on. <laughs> that's my announcer name. Uh, nice. Next up is episode 411 uh, called Still Nobody. And this oh, has yeah. a super short uh, description. Nobody returns <laughs> and reaches out to the turtles uh, and asks their help in stopping a new and violent street gang street gang called the Turks. Now, I don't think they would be able to get away with calling the street gang the Turks in 2023, seeing as Turks are a group of people. Yeah, that'd be like calling a gang the Jews. See, that's just not cool. Yeah, but hey, it was 2000, what, seven? The rules were a bit different back then. 2007? Wait. Yeah, the fourth season of 2K3? Oh. No, that was 2005. Then did, did they seriously go through four seasons in two years? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, to 2006, and Fast Forward didn't come out until 2007. Wild. Yep. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. It is on... Oh, I'm looking at it. I'm, you're right. Yep. You're, it's it's just I was going by traditional TV seasons. But look at my... Look at me looking all foolish. Um, That's okay. You can cut it. No, I'm going to keep it because I, I that's context is what that is. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, I learned you something. <laughs> My notes on this episode uh, are it's a great nobody episode. Uh, the turtles are actually fighting crime, which isn't something they really do that often. Yeah. Um, so he here's where we learn Karai and Hun still talk. Uh, and then here I have Karai new baddie. Yeah. So like, is she the, the, the new big bad? You know, and, well, and we'll see. We'll get to some of that. Um, I really like nobody as a character. I, I really I do. do. Um, he looks so good in this series. He really does. The all black with the like the 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 the, the, the like maroon, like un, not undercarriage, but, you know, just he. It's like he's more Batman than Batman is. If Batman was a cop, if Batman was a cop. Yeah. But like j just his look, like yeah. if, if, if Batman is trying to be the dark Knight, nobody is like the darkest Knight. Yeah. 
Yeah. And 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 this is such a good nobody episode. What what you got for still nobody? Uh, let's see. It so like you said, like you know, the turtles are fighting crime, and it's like it it's kind of like a nice change of pace, you know, from you know outer space, aliens, foot, and so you know, it's it's stuff that I kind of like to see, you know, it's like stuff that's at home, you know, in New York, gangs are a problem. You know, you're you're eventually, you know, going to run into something that, you know, is going to, you know, kind of it, it's an at home threat that's like manageable. Yeah. Um, That's not super heavily involved. Like, hey, we can take these guys out. You know, no problem. Yeah, yeah, like the, the the turtles aren't dealing with an existential threat here, you know. Uh, well, it depends because they are heavily armed. Well, wh- when I say that, like if they lose, the world doesn't end. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if they lose, sure, the turtles might die, but like it, it's 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 a very uh, not I guess low stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Which we need. We need those episodes too. Uh, and Leonardo's newfound, you know, angst really fits well into this as well. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, what there's not of in a lot of this is like nuggets. There's there's not, but there are turtles in disguises. I'm sorry. It's senior mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not just wait, senior mutant ninja turtles or senior mutant ninja turtles? You know what? It can be both. So, so they're they're Spanish mutant ninja turtles. Nice. All right. Uh, I mean, hey, Michelangelo dressed as that old lady. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it was so funny. It was really great. And and him not taking the costume off even better. Yeah. It's like it's all about comedic timing. And this is the only time it's acceptable to have Donatello wear glasses. <laughs> yes, you're you're right. Like that 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 was fun. Um, the Orokusaki Memorial Library, like it, it kind of reminds us that in this world, the Shredder isn't just the bad guy. Like he was a he was a big guy around town. Yeah. You know, he 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 was he was a Rockefeller, basically. And the city of New York is dealing with his death or his, you know, his disappearance much differently than the turtles are. Yeah. So that that that's a nice touch. And it also is very good flavor text for the series overall. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, Having the turtles work with nobody is always welcome because I never get tired of, of seeing them uh, on the screen together. Yeah. And it's like more, more allies for the turtles, you know, uh, which I dig. And we got, we got some, you know, Raphael just went full ham uh, on the shell cycle uh, in this episode, which I, I, I always enjoy. Uh, seeing him on the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, 
just a lot of really good action beats um, in this. And it wasn't watered down. And there was a message, too. Like, you know, nobody knew a lot of these kids. They could see it in their eyes. I'm like, do you really want to go down this this road? You could have a better life. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, you know what? I I think you're right. So there was a good message here. Um, it, it it was it was very reminiscent of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're 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 right. You're right. Um, I I do have to um <laughs> mention this out loud because it always bothers me. The character nobody, while a great character. Him living in New York City bothers me. Why? Because there should be more team-ups with him. Oh, I gotcha. To say I'm like, well, the turtles can't fight crime because it's not really their their you know their thing. You know, like when you have characters like these that are doing similar things and they live in the same town, they're going to cross each other's paths more than twice in a series. Yeah. You know. In the comics, nobody was from Massachusetts, and the Turtles only came across them because they were in Northampton. So it made more sense for it to be a one-off thing. Right. Uh, it, it, it's like I said this with the Batman crossover. Like, this isn't a dimensional thing. Was it the Batman? No, the, yeah, the, the Batman movie. Like, it's not a dimensional thing. The Turtles and Batman just live in the same world, and that bothers the crap out of me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but maybe I, I guess I'm just weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, the next one is All Hallows Thieves. Uh, this is episode 412. Uh, the turtles are preparing to celebrate Halloween, one of the few times in the year where they can be seen in public. Uh, when costumed thieves steal a statue from April's antique shop, the turtles put aside their jack-o'-lanterns and pursue them. This theft is part of a bigger plan by a sorcerer, the King of Thieves, who plans to use the statue to unleash a legion of minions on the city. When the turtles come to disrupt his plans, the sorcerer summons the Thievery God, bringing the the statue to life, and then it sets out to destroy the turtles. All Hallows Thieves is based on a comic book. Uh, it's, It's based on one of the Tales books. Let me see if I can find out which one uh oh, where is it it's based on issue three of tales of the teenage mutant ninja turtles so even deep into season four we're still finding ways to adapt the original source material which is very very impressive yeah uh, what do you think of all hellos thieves i really like this one um you got some certified nut saying he's the king of thieves i'm like are you really if you have to you know say that you are of course it kind of <laughs> like gave me a throwback to um uh Atolicus, played by bruce campbell on the xena warrior princess uh series although he's not as cool as bruce campbell no one is as cool as bruce campbell but i love i love the pumpkin carving that everyone's doing except for Leonardo. Cause you know, he's a great big bore now. Um, <laughs> and, and kill, he has the weapon that is, that he has the weapon that's easiest to carve a pumpkin with. 
Yeah, and he's not doing that. He's he's a bigger buzzkill than Buzz Killington. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess to get back to the whole comic thing, like, it's a surprisingly accurate portrayal of the original comic. Like, they do add some more stuff here and there to make it, a, you know, a nice square 21 minutes. Yeah. But the story's basically the same. Well, that's cool. And yeah, we, haven't much... got, we haven't gotten to, to that issue yet, have we? Yes, we have. Oh, OK. Well, then it's been a really long time. Yes, yes. This The, the, the first time we talked about Tales, which was very early in the Shellheads run, uh, that's that's when we read it. Uh, it's a good issue. It, it it doesn't really carry much weight in the grand scheme of Turtles, you know, lore. But it's but it is a fun issue. Uh, and 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 as I said, this he even has the mustache in the comic. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Uh, my notes here are, hey, a Halloween episode. Uh, and the, the, my, my next note is Doctor Strange looking King of Thieves and almost a direct adaptation of the comic. So, yeah, yeah, that's basically what I have here. Um, do you have anything else for all Hallows Thieves? It's really nice to see like the turtles like walking around, you know, amongst the humans because it's like they can because it's Halloween. And it's just a nice, like, addition to this episode mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they have to stay hidden. They can't, you know, they can't be seen. And so to have that freedom to walk around, you know, is really is really cool. Just like in 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 Turtles three, they can walk around. Of course, they're being accepted by everyone there as as heroes. But it's 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 a nice change from what, you know, they have to always constantly deal with. And that can, that can weigh heavy on one's mental state. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost like a, like a once a year release. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a, like an energy purge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a story that almost writes itself. Not necessarily yeah. all of the King of Thieves stuff, but, but the, the hey, it's Halloween. We get to go outside today. I feel like you could give the give the Ninja Turtles to any writer on the planet without any other context other than these are turtle men who live in a sewer. They can't be seen by humans. Every single writer would come to the conclusion that hey, it's Halloween. They can finally go outside. Yeah, and that that's not a condemnation of the story. It's just that's how genuine of a story it is. Right. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Samurai Tourist. Yeah. Uh, Master Splinter invites Miyamoto Usagi and the irresponsible sloppy Genosuke from their dimension to Earth in the hopes that Usagi can speak to Leo about his wayward attitude. Uh, when Gen wanders off to explore downtown Manhattan, the Turtles, Usagi, and Casey set out to find him. Their search becomes a complicate their search becomes complicated when an assassin sent after Leo by Lord Hebi Hebe uh, follows Gen and Usagi to Earth. So this is another Usagi Ojimbo episode. And we, we, he, this isn't the first time he's been in 2K3, but this is 
the episode that is kind of dedicated the most time to him, I believe. Um, I loved this episode for a lot of reasons. My notes start with this is an awesome tour of NYC, Times Square, Yankee Stadium, etc. Uh, Usagi being brought in to deal with Leo's anger is a genius move on uh, Splinter's part. And it's an even more genius idea to not let it work. Uh, I, I feel like they could have easily just written written his anger away, written his, his shame away by bringing his buddy from another dimension in and say, hey, buddy, what's going on? You know, let me yeah. pat you on the back and make this all OK. And it didn't work, which is that's heavy. And I love it. Uh, what do you think? I will echo that sentiment because, um, again, like it's been a really long time since I've watched these episodes. And so I kind of forgot, you know, the, the the overall arcing narrative. And I was like, oh, OK, well, this is the one where he's going to. No, no, <laughs> he's still angry. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a really fun adventure out of it, too. We really did. And Ginosuke is fun. I really like that guy's that, that character selfish and out for himself is like i let me make some money i was like oh what kind of food you got you know i was like man this whole episode was making me want like pretzel like hot pretzels and everything man i was like <laughs> stop it stop it i i am i'm such a new york file I, I i love the city of new york we don't get a lot of new york stuff in most ninja turtle shows like the version of New York that we see always is so far removed from real New York that it doesn't really matter. This time around, we we saw some very specific stuff, and I was just warm. I was so warm inside. Yeah, because you actually went. Yeah, I, I went up there, and right. that Did only you have a hot increased. Pretzel? What's that? Did you have a hot pretzel from a vendor? Uh, no, that's fine. I, how about this? How about this? I had a bagel. Hey, there you go. And I had a black and white cookie. Oh, okay. There we go. Right. Okay. Okay. Some there we go. There. Back on track. Those are delicious. Um, but yeah, this this one had some some real good just New York stuff in it, and so the the fact that it had Usagi and Gen in it is just kind of icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what you, what else you got for Samurai Tourist? Uh, well, uh, Gen kind of you know gets loose, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yes, and so you know people are kind of freaking out in the daytime because you know he's walking around in the daytime because there he's used to walking. Him and Usagi are used to just walking around their world because like well they're. It's an all animal world. There's no people. Yeah. So, and, um, so eventually, Ginosuke gets some human type clothing, which makes him look like Rocksteady. <laughs> Who's being like, uh, you know, uh, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's caught the attention of everyone, of, of New York's favorite and only cop. Besides Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Yeah, yeah. It's like hands in the air. <laughs> like, actually, that that kind of tracks because 
Peter Laird was like, no, Bebop and Rocksteady, those characters are stupid. Yeah. So for him to be the one trying to arrest the Rocksteady looking guy makes complete sense. It does. It does. It's it's really great. I love how often they show up. At least once a season. At least. Yeah. For the first couple of times. Sometimes a couple of times. I need to like go in and like track and like write down how many times they show up. Yeah. I kind of wish it was like him doing the voice. I know he's not an actor by any means, but like that would have been kind of fun. Yeah. He's not a voice actor though. Yeah. He probably would have, you know what? He would have had to have gotten like some kind of SAG card or like voice or union or whatever card, you know, to do that. Yeah. That's probably why that did not happen. Yeah. And well, and also that's a character that's not Peter Laird. Yeah. Like it'd be different if it was Peter Laird, but no, it's it's a character. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else for Samurai Tourist. Um, there's some amazing fights in this too. The, the fights this season have been really good. Just I, I feel like the fight choreography aged really well from seasons one to four. Yeah. All right. Um, the next episode, the Ancient One. Uh, When Leo's anger causes him to injure Splinter, he seeks redemption by traveling to Japan. There, he begins a quest to find the Ancient One who once trained Splinter's sensei, Hamato Yoshi. This episode goes places. Uh, What what are my notes on it? Um, Mm -hmm. Splinter admitting that he can't train Leo is top notch. Yeah. Uh, and Ancient One has real Yoda vibes. Yep. <laughs> and too many farts. Way too many farts. Those are my notes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this is Luke Skywalker and Yoda is what this episode is. And unless Luke Skywalker and Yoda were, you know, referencing something else in Empire Strikes Back. But... It, it was it was very clear that's kind of what they were, you know, trying to uh, to mirror. E- even even as much as Leo seeing his face in the enemy he was fighting. Oh yeah, that's that's without a doubt a straight yeah. huge just direct nod. Yeah, what'd you think of uh of the ancient one? I want to say I actually saw this on TV when it aired. It was either that or it was on DVD. And I can't remember. Um, I don't really like the ancient one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's annoying. Uh, you know, the fart stuff gets old pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been a while since I've I've watched this. Maybe it'll maybe he'll grow on me. But he's you know, your your typical like kind of annoying. Uh, you know, martial arts master. Um, you know that like sub, you know, uh, subverting expectations. You know, there's always like, oh, don't you know, underestimate the little guy or the strange, you know, the weird odd oddball here or there. Um, you know, but just because he's a big guy doesn't mean he can't move because he can. Really, really enjoyed this episode. I like seeing Leo in the full trench coat. 
you know, that was really cool. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's helping Leo just, you know, faces, faces demons. And that I, I just thought that was a really cool episode. Cause I was just getting the star Wars vibe the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that that's a cheap way to, uh, fix the Leo situation. I know I just said it out loud and it sounds like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But for all of Leo's, for his arc to, to be what, what is this like 12 episodes at this point? No, uh, 14 episodes. And for it to end with a homage to star Wars is, is kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, I do love how they did end it, you know, with him having to admit that he's not able to to defeat them, to admit like him coming to terms with with his uh, shortcomings and not being able to control everything. Yeah, like that. That's a story that, if I'm being honest, children don't deserve because they won't get it. I mean, we all know this was for the adults. I know. I at this point probably. But yeah, that's really, really good. You don't see that out of real shows. You don't see, I mean, speaking of Star Wars, you don't see that out of modern Star Wars shows. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like how, uh, you know, a big chunk of these episodes, you know, they're not they're not watered down for the audience. It's, it's exactly what they did with with uh, Batman animated. Um, like that whole, uh, the two face two parter that was very like psychological. Yeah. Um, and so, well, two K three is not, you know, as heavy as a lot of the stuff they did in, in Batman animated it, these chunk of episodes deal with some, some, some strong issues. They really do. They do. Uh, so, so the payoff was good. The pay, the payoff of the the Leo stuff was very good, and as I said, they, they they did a lot more to develop his character than I ever imagined. Yeah, they would develop anyone, you know. The, yeah. Just historically speaking, the turtles' characters don't get developed; they get dropped into situations, they make jokes and punch things. Yeah, um, I like the ancient one as a character. I really do. The, the, too many farts. I. I will say that, but the rest of it, I really, really love that little dude. Uh, all right, what's next? Yeah, my <laughs> well, before we get to that, like my notes were like gassy Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how to deal with the problem, child? Send them away to like <laughs> send them to Oates Military Academy or send them to boarding school. That's basically what Splinter did. <laughs> or send them essentially to your grandfather. Yeah, buddy, you gotta go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Grandpa, grandpa's been through several wars in the Great Depression. He ain't gonna put up with this. <laughs> you send him to, yeah. You you assume him that the grandpa is gonna be real, you know, grumpy, and he just turns out to be this goofy, farty old man. Yeah. Huh. All right. The scion of the shredder. I'm sorry, Scion of the Shredder, episode 415. 
with Leo gone, this takes place a lot during the ancient one, but with Leo gone, Splinter, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo witness the return of the Shredder as Karai. Uh, they're plunged into the fight of their lives as they ward off volleys of foot ninja and foot mechs uh, that lay waste to their lair. I'm just going to ask you straight up, Jeff. Wh- what'd you think of this one? Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Like, I, again, forgot about this episode. <laughs> and it's just equal parts, like, my jaw is dropping. I'm like, what is happening? Just everything you could possibly think of that just like tugs at you Mm -hmm. in, in like all the emotions at once. I I have, I have so many questions like how the flip did they even find the turtles layer? How? Uh, Actually, that's in my notes. Uh, One of the notes is no explanation of how she found the layer. That's a plot hole and it drives me crazy. And I don't I don't even know if I would categorize that as a plot hole, like the idea that someone as driven as Karai could eventually find the turtle's lair in New York. Like that's believable enough that it's not a plot hole for me. It would have been real nice had they put some sort of nugget in there to be like, oh, here's how it happened. You know, they kidnapped a pizza guy or something and interrogated what sewer drains are you dropping pizzas in like that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, dude, the destruction of their lair, I completely forgot that happened. Yeah. And I got goosebumps. I did did not remember it happening. I did was not emotionally prepared to see it happen. I was I didn't realize that I had such a fondness for that lair. Yeah, cuz like in the in in season 1, the lair they're in is disrupted by the Mausers and they have to find this one. And they've had this one for since like episode two, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, I think it's, it's like, that's what makes it more emotional. Cause like, Oh, by the way, we're, we're destroying everything. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is so heartbreaking. It really is. And you pair it. Like if you pair it with the prodigal, not the prodigal son, uh, with the um, the ancient one episode where Leo is off, literally learning how to deal with what he's going to have to deal with when he gets back. Yeah, he steps away for five minutes, and when he comes back, his entire world is gone. And Leo, before the lesson that he learned, would carry that with him. It would be yet another thing that he could not do. But because of what he learned in the ancient one, he comes back. We're getting ahead of ourselves now, but but he comes back able to deal with it and thrives. Yeah. So like these these three episodes back to back to back are fantastic. They really are. They absolutely are. Um, my notes are, let's see, Karai as Shredder is solid. Uh, it is a, a natural progression of the story and the character. 
Uh, seeing Lair get destroyed was effective emotionally, and uh, this had a real exile to Northampton vibe. Yeah. Uh, where they just get, you know, they when it, when I say exile to North, Northampton, I'm specifically referring to like the Leonardo one shot, and I think issue ten, mm-hmm. uh, where. And, and, you know, basically the events of the first movie, you know, when they when they get exiled, like they got their butts handed to them. And they are running with their little turtle tails between their legs, trying to stay alive. And everybody but Leo is presumed dead at the end of this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a heck of a cliffhanger. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, so I, I have no complaints. Yeah, I don't either. No complaints. Uh, do we have any, any nuggets or any, anything else you want to, want to throw out there for Scion uh, of the Shredder? Let's see. We found out that Leo has been gone for two months. Well, that is a long time. That is a long time. Oh, Mikey's battle Nexus trophies been destroyed. So now he'll shut up. Um, <laughs> Yoshi's orb has been destroyed. Karai, yeah, you know, stepped on it. That was heart wrenching. So now he can't communicate. Uh, Splinter can't communicate with Yoshi anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least, as far as I know, again, been a while since I watched these. Um, I love the shell sub. Um, essentially. It's like the foot knew everything. I'm like, that still just kind of drives me crazy. And essentially they basically made the last Ronin. <laughs> yes. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, this is, this episode comes out of nowhere. It really did. And it's like, yeah. Oh, it's just a happy fun time. You know, Donnie's doing work and blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, 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 no wait, whoa, 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 what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a straight gut punch. Yeah. It's effective. It's very effective. And probably one of the absolute best episodes of this season. It's one of the best episodes of the series. Yeah. Uh, like these, these three episodes is, if we're talking arcs, I'm going to say this, it is the best arc that is not based on a comic book. Yeah. Like, you know, you have your return to New York's and your, you know, your, uh, what's it called? Like your Northamptons and, you know, all the, all the stories that we expect to be in Turtles series, this one is wholly original and it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, let's jump down to Prodigal Son. Leo returns home to find the lair in ruins and his family missing. His search for answers and his family eventually lead him to the realization that Karai is no longer an ally. Yeah, so this this episode is Leo basically being Batman. Yeah, uh, he 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 does a lot of uh, detective work to figure out what happened to each one of his his brothers. He finds all of them individually uh, at their you know basically their 
the, the spots that they chose to hide uh, from from the foot. Leo learns that Karai is not an ally and confronts her and beats her. Uh, cuts off the head of of the Shredder statue. It, it's it's a statement episode. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, just leave us alone. Like Karai, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, my my notes on this one. I I don't want to say that they're negative because they're not negative. Uh, but here's what I have. Uh, <laughs> this Leo, my first note is this Leo arc is low key one of the best in 2K3, uh, and Leo talking, talking to Karai, uh, taking on Karai alone is cool but weird, because yeah. it needed to happen for the character growth, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like his brothers don't seem to be that visibly injured. They've definitely been more injured than they are right now. Yet he chooses to go take on Karai alone. Yeah. That's weird. I know I liked it. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he's everybody else, you know, is kind of shaken up. And, you know, you got to take care of Splinter because he's the, the most, you know, banged up one out of all of them. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's that natural instinct to want to protect. And it's like, we got to get out of here now. And I get it. I totally get it. So, like, Leo's the most level-headed when he's all back, you know, he's back to normal. And what's the first thing that you got to deal with when you come home? I'm like, um, he just, just decimates that foot mech in, like, <laughs> two seconds. And I'm like, oh. It just gave me goosebumps, and I loved it. Um, but no, I don't think it was that odd. Like, he had that motivation. He was level-headed, and he was ready to, like, you're not going to mess with my family. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Well, his motivation makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, in a series that is so hard-baked to having them work as a team to do everything— letting this be a Leonardo, like the, the, the conclusion of his arc is unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's, it's chef kiss. It's just... yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was a welcomed surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the prodigal son and, or the, uh, those the, the that big three. Um. Well, you know, we get kind of a little peek at the uh, the new turtles layer. We do. Um. We'll get more into that later. Um. I will say one of my favorite moments of this episode is when Leo is just like, you know what? For 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 ninjas, like you guys are terrible. He just sneaks right into every. <laughs> put headquarters like without even being detected and like oh that just it's so nice i'm like you're supposed to be able to know these people are around nope look it's very easy to sneak into the foot head, headquarters when one you don't have michelangelo chatting all the time and two you don't have Raphael wanting to punch everything immediately and it also helps that you know your doors are all un- unlocked and opened apparently 
Just don't think I didn't notice because I did. I was like, I, I will send you a screen capture. Because like I'm 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 literally looking at it right now, and Leo's about to jump off the roof, and I'm like, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna walk right in the front door. You never, you, you never think to just walk right in. Yeah. As long as you do it with confidence, they just let you walk right in. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've actually done that places. <laughs> Not to get off track. I saw a YouTube video. Or I think it might have been a TikTok or something where uh, these two dudes test that you can get anywhere you want to go as long as you're carrying a ladder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like if if. If there's an event, they just carry a ladder into the event, into the event, and security just assumes you're going to fix something. I mean, you can't just like, you got to look the part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh let them through. They're, they they have to fix something, and then they just get in. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We have two episodes left. Right. This next one is named Outbreak. Uh, it's about a monkey with a virus. No, it's not. Um, following the invasion uh, engineered by Agent, Agent Bishop, uh, genetic material from the replicated aliens combines with in, in, inhabitants of the sewers and surrounding waterways, causing a mutant outbreak. Uh, fearing the spread, the spread of outbreak, Bishop sends Baxter Stockman to contain the threat. Meanwhile, the turtles search for items to furnish their new lair, uh, but now must face the threat of attacking mutants. So Bishop is still a thing. Uh, he has, you know, gotten his his funding back. He w- was it this episode that we learned that his body is like constantly being regenerated or being replaced? Was yep. This is something we didn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that was a, a, a fantastic reveal. Um, Bishop's entire body just melting on the concrete slab is a bit much for a kid's show, if you're asking uh, me. They, they, yeah, they probably should have dialed it back. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. We, uh, we kind of find out why, you know, at season four, you know, was. Uh, watered down after a chunk of that. <laughs> Are you saying they might have overstepped? I think just a little bit. But I, again, I had not seen this in forever. And I was like, oh, that's disgusting. How did this, how did they get away with that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if I would let my six-year-old just watch a person melt on a yeah, is is wild, yeah. but it, it it was very reminiscent of Frankenstein. Um, and that was just in the like first three minutes. The, most of the episode is the the both parties dealing with the mutant outbreak, uh, which got really um, how do I put this? It uh, disgusting. It it got disgusting, but it also got kind of. Like at one point, the turtles have to deal with the ethics of murdering mutant bug people, right? Yeah. Uh, my, my notes for this one are: let's see, Bishop melting is gnarly. 
the mutant bug man <laughs> looks kind of like scumbug and spider bites put together. Yeah. And once it's humanoid, you can't kill it. Huh. Question mark. And and yeah, that, that's it. Michelangelo was very out of character in this episode, I think. Yeah. Because when it's revealed that the you know the the mutant is alive, it it's kind of a person instead of being Michelangelo and empathizing with it and maybe even seeing himself in it. He's like, "What do you expect us to do?" He's you know something something something. He he, he doubled down on his idea. We should kill this thing. Yeah. And that was very un Michelangelo of him. Uh, but once once the you know the sewer worker starts talking as the bug, then suddenly everything resets and they have to you know they have to question what do we do with this thing? Yeah. And of course, what ends up happening is he gets captured by Baxter Stockman and he's going to run tests, whatever. But that moral quandary that the turtles are now in because they've just been murdering bugs left and right, no big deal, uh, is uh, again that that's another concept that children watching this show don't deserve. Yeah, because they don't get it. Uh, what are what are your thoughts? I've been talking a while. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, in in like the first maybe like. Seven minutes of this episode, like those two, like workers, mm-hmm. dude gets eaten. <laughs> I heard a a squishy crunch sound. I'm like, dude's dead. Well, but he's not screen. though. Oh, he's dead. No, he turns. He gets mutated. Oh, wait a minute. Let me go back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. But it looked like dude got like straight up like stabbed yeah i mean it sounded not looked sounded like yeah i it, it, it again when I you turn both i thought it took both the dudes i was like oh man he ain't coming back from that <laughs> now when, when you start mutating humans into monsters suddenly it's, that's a very different tone yeah that the, that the show is taking and you know it's 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 the uh it's the muck man quandary. It's yeah. the the mutagen man quandary. Like, what do you do with these characters once you turn them into these these monsters? And I don't know if they really address it in this episode that well. Yeah. The, the, the turtles are like, we're not going to pursue him. Leave him alone. He's already screwed. And then they give the character to him to a madman. So it. Morally speaking, it is it is real dark. It really is. Um, you can see Baxter again. Yes, we do. And Baxter had the funniest line in the entire entire episode. Yeah. When he doesn't want to get eaten by the bugs. Uh huh. And my first thought was, what are they going to eat? Yeah, you're 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 more machine now than man. <laughs> you're you're a disembodied. You're not even a disembodied head. You're a hologram on top of a robot. Yeah. 
yeah, I laughed out loud when he didn't want to get eaten. That's pretty uh, funny. What else you got? Um, I'm trying to think. It's Donatello gets bitten in this episode, does he not? He gets he does get injured. He gets like cut on his leg. Yeah. And that yeah. Uh, that, that will that comes into play later. Folks. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot, like it happened. And then I was like, is he about to change? And then it occurred to me, no, he does that later. I believe, I believe he does that later. So, yeah. Yep. It's a coming. Something, <laughs> something, something interesting, which kind of feels like a throwback to the uh, red sky season. True. That's very true. But again, I doubt anything was referencing like uh, there were probably no direct references to the original cartoon because Peter Laird hated it. Yeah. He might've been okay with the, uh, the red sky stuff. Maybe, maybe like, like at that point he was probably so neck deep in licensing paperwork that he didn't care. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just go to the last episode. Huh? How about that? All right. The trouble with Augie. April discovers a distress signal from her uncle, Augie, uh, who became trapped in another dimension years ago. She appeals to Donatello for help. Uh, They use April's puzzle cube to travel across the multiverse. They find Augie along with his his new lizard-like friends, the Brotherhood. Terrible name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Who claim they wished... But I'll get to it. Uh... (laughs) who claim they wish to help the inhabitants of Earth. Uh, unfortunately, they soon discover the Brotherhood's true aspirations are not as benel- but benevolent. It makes sense for a group of humanoid mutants to call it the bro- to, to, to call themselves the Brotherhood. That way they, you know, appeal more to the human side of the mutant-human war happening in the X-Men. Hmm. This is just a bunch of lizard dudes. Come up with a lizard name. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, like, get get cutesy with it. Do something. Uh, this was a fun episode. I don't know if it really... I, let me put it this way. I don't remember April's Puzzle Cube at all. I don't either at this point. Yeah, that, like that's how insignificant the previous episode was in my mind. So they're referring to a bunch of stuff that I'm I have no nostalgia for. Yeah. Uh, it, but it's but it's fine. Like the the whole brotherhood thing was a bit too predictable for me. Yeah. To 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 really to really feel like the 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 twist was was that intriguing. Um. What are my notes on this one? Um, Robin is a ginger. Then what is April? Uh, a bottle ginger? I don't know. Let's see. And a mass grave? Wow. Yeah, it's getting dark. Yeah, I can, man. I can see why, you know, parents start complaining. But did April had a sister in the comics, right? Yes, yes. She, she did have a sister in the comics in... Uh, she yeah she did have a sister in the comics in the uh, specifically in the city at war arc. Okay. Uh, so it, the, Robin is not a, a completely new thing. 
uh, it is weird that she looks more like April than April does. Yeah, it has. It's it's been a really long time since we since we've read that stuff. So yeah, uh, I could. I I wanted to make sure. Yeah, uh, let's we just see. randomly show up out of nowhere and haven't been mentioned in any other episodes and for for no context. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That she that usually happens in TV shows. It's like, oh, hey, brother Ted, that I've known my entire life that we're just now seeing for the very first time. <laughs> uh. Was her name Robin in the comic in, in the comics? Pretty sure it was, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Robin is Robin is canon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I like Augie's character. Like, wh- why is he dressed like I don't know, Crocodile Dundee? Oh, Dundee. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why is he so gullible? Like I, it's, I, I do really like how they, you know, solved the problem at the end. They, they've directly referenced the April's artifact world. You know, we're just going to trap them in the, in the quandary that we were in the first episode. But yeah. if you're stumbling on this episode, a year later without having seen April's artifact, which is the, you know, the first episode that this is really a thing. You're lost. Yeah. You know, they don't give you nearly enough breadcrumbs in this episode to, 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 to guide you through what happened in the first one. So, so yeah, I, they could have done more work to bring you up to speed, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. But it's not a bad episode. It, it it gets to the point. It's 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 a good Donatello and, and April episode. So uh, I dig it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun diversion. Yeah. And uh, what happens to the uh, lizard people is a uh, well, we'll save that for you guys to watch because it is their just it's let's just say they get their just desserts. <laughs> They don't get to eat it. No, no. I don't know. Like, my first thought was, hey, maybe don't, don't lizards eat bugs? Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. So, so like, are, did they just send them to a to a universe that they'll be fine? Maybe. Maybe. I don't no. think this shows back up ever again. No, no. I didn't. No, I definitely don't think. Uh, I I think Uncle Augie. It, shows up in one episode after this, but that's it. Um, yeah, but yeah, that does it. That is a, that is nine more episodes, nine. Yeah. Nine more episodes of two K three in all of its glory. We have one more episode of season four or one more episodes worth of episodes of season four. And then it's just all trash from here on out. Hey, come on. (laughs) I'm kidding. I kind of uh we'll see. We'll we'll get to it. How do you want to do that? Do you want to do you want to do fast forward and then the lost season? 
Because no, I think I that's think how it aired. Or do you want to go with with like I, chronologically? I want to go chronolo- chronologically. Okay. Okay. So we'll do the we'll do the Ninja Tribunal when we finish uh, season four. That makes sense. Overall, what'd you think of these? I absolutely just loved every minute of it. Like I had seen some of these. I'd watched some of these, I guess, on DVD or you know, and on some subsequent original airings and like I'd never really got a chance to like just sit and watch everything in order. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to um be able to watch them now uh has has been really great. And of course, you know, gotta eat some pizza while I'm doing it. So <laughs> Yeah, this was a I was pleasantly surprised at how good these episodes were. Not that I thought season four was bad. It's just, again, not having the vivid memory of what they were about. Now I have a a newfound respect for season four. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or a refound respect for season four. Yeah. That's a a good way to put it. Yeah. (sighs) So I guess let's let's put a let's put a, a button on this one. A button? Let's button no. this, this 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 episode up. I don't know. What what's our what, what's uh what's the next segment, Jeff? Next time on Shellheads. We are reading more IDW. Ooh. Yeah, I I promised you like fifty episodes ago that we would be reading IDW faster than what we've been reading them before and this is this is that promise coming to life uh we're we, we're reading idw tw- twice as fast as any other comic series right now i've noticed yeah uh which is good we have that's the series we have the most catching up to do in yeah. uh, we will be reading issues 56 through 64 with no supplemental material it is it is just the, the mainline story. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. We will be we will be buried in supplemental material in the next few IDW episodes. So we're gonna go straight into just the mainline, uh, fifty six through sixty four. If you would like to read along, yeah. Uh, but before then, Jeff. What are you going to be up to? I'm going to be live streaming uh, every week for Warp Zone uh, Arcade. Um, uh, we stream on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, usually it's me and a friend on Wednesdays. Um, so if you're not following us on Twitch, please do so. We're very close to 50 followers. So um, if you want to see me play, you know, crazy games and we'll, you know, play turtles at some point um you can do that and i'm also in person at the warp zone arcade Brandon, mississippi's premier arcade um where we have retro classics modern titles we're all up to date now uh, playstation 5 playstation 4 nintendo switch uh so we got you know we got the modern stuff we got the retro stuff um you can follow us on facebook uh, you can follow us on instagram if you're not doing so please do um and uh you know, we do parties, events, uh, retro game restoration and cleaning and, and restoring uh, and all that good stuff. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? I think I know this answer. 
Yes, uh, you can find me on the Shellheads Instagram, uh, as as well as the Shell Shellheads Facebook page. Uh, I share stuff here and there. Reach out, talk to me. Um, you can also find me on all of my personal accounts under L I U G E A U X. Uh, that's on all of the the the, the platforms: Facebook, uh, YouTube, <laughs> um. Instagram, Twitter, Xbox Live, uh, the liugeaux dot com. You can see me write about re- read about video games and music that I that I write about. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of all over the place under that name. So, again, come talk to me. Uh, otherwise, that that that's it. This is what episode one seventeen. Yeah, one seventeen. Uh, we've got some special stuff coming up uh, following the IDW episode next uh, next time. I don't want to spill the beans yet. Ooh. So, so yeah, uh, l- look forward to that. Kind of a countdown to Mutant Mayhem. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for joining me, my good buddy. Well, thanks for having me, as always, uh, buddy. <laughs> and everybody thanks for listening I'm Sergio I'm Jeff and we're Shellheads miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.